Amen, amen. Clap your hands one more time unto the Lord. Give God the glory. Amen. Appreciate my brothers and sisters. Appreciate so much seeing you in church tonight. And uh, I just know God is working. Amen. Let's all stand if you're able to. And we're just going to read a few verses here in Proverbs 30. Thank God for Bible study. A lot of the testimonies tonight really just confirming the need for us to have a foundation for God to talk to us. It's got to come through the Word of God. There's t- I was talking to a, a, a preacher this afternoon about just flaky doctrines that come around and people that don't have a solid foundation. And uh, uh, a lot of neat things can happen in the world, but you know, uh, God is going to lead us and guide His people, and we need to be able to take the guiding and the leading and and make sure it's lined up with the Word of God. So, uh, hallelujah, we're excited about Bible study. Let's pray. Father, we love you. Thank you for your presence. Thank you, Lord, for, Lord, your love and your kindness to us tonight. Thank you for the fellowship that we feel in this house, God. And I pray that you will teach us, lead us, God. I pray for your anointing that would you, you would use me to bring forth, Lord, your word to help somebody here tonight, God. Open up our understanding. We ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Proverbs 30, verse 29. We uh, This is our third of four weeks just in these uh, two or three verses. It says, There be three things which go well. Yea, four are comely in going. A lion which is strongest among beasts and turneth not away for any. And a greyhound. And he goat also, and a lot, and a king, against whom there is no rising up. God bless you. You can be seated. Thank you for standing for the reading of God's word. We are looking at this book of wisdom and this great chapter in this book that uh, shows us just some illustrations, some some very interesting life lessons and pictures of aspects of faith or wisdom, rather, that ought to be in a child of God. We spent some time, as I said before, uh, looking at the small things that are exceeding wise. And now we are looking at four things that are listed here that the Lord says are, let me just say it this way, they're good at something. They're good at how they move. They are comely, or there's something that is fascinating or beautiful about the way they move. And... um We told you the last week or so as well that this is uh, an important understanding for a child of God that we're not just believers that sit on our belief and and realize, hey, I know what I got down in my heart, but real belief will motivate you to do something for the kingdom of God. I think you can see it many times. I think about uh, Rachel in the Bible. She was uh, Jacob's wife, and she was barren. And she felt so frustrated because she she wanted to be fulfilling the will of God, she felt, in her life. And she said, give me children or I'm going to die. And that ought to be the attitude of a child of God. I don't want to just uh, sit back and and uh, say, hey, here's what God did for me. But what can I do for God in his kingdom? How can I be active? I told you last week that that is a... Uh, one of the books of the Bible is about the acts 
of the apostles, not just their doctrine, not just their belief, but what they are doing, how they are acting. So we're looking here in Proverbs, and there are four things here that are are that go well. They do it good. Amen. And they are comely. There's something that that catches your attention, something that is beautiful about how they move. Amen. We talked about the lion and his boldness, taught a uh, a whole lesson, a whole uh, uh, evening about how that the apostles prayed for boldness, that when you've got the strength of God on your side, you oughtn't be intimidated. Amen. Don't tell me that intimidation doesn't show up at your door. There is a battle that the enemy, he, he is a, a, a terrorist, if you will. He tries to frighten you and make you feel insignificant, tries to tell you don't bother because uh, what you do does not, isn't significant enough to even try. But, but to be as bold as a lion is what the Bible teaches us. That we ought to be able to stand. Like Brother Derek was saying, he's around his family. There's wisdom there. There's, I'm not trying to force anything on anybody. But I'm, I'm excited to be able to stand up and shine the light for God no matter where I am. Amen. Hallelujah. Not looking to try to uh, uh, purposely in any way make anybody feel uncomfortable. But I'm so thankful when they can see the light of God in my life. Amen. Don't be ashamed. Don't be embarrassed. Praise God. God's put you in situations with his will in mind. Amen. Last week we talked about the, uh, the greyhound that we read about. Greyhound is a, uh, a very quick animal. It is very fast. It's built for speed. Amen. And uh, that's important, something there we're going to call back on here in a little bit when we talk about the he-goat. But we talked about how being built for speed meant to be streamlined. And how many remember we talked about running the race and laying aside every weight. That we got to get in this to win it. we got to get in this not playing games not saying, oh, God understands and just kind of being sluggish in our walk with God. But there's some things that we need to be able to look at our life and say, you know, uh, it'd just be better if I lay something, this aside, and uh, get more focused on God and His will for my life. So we have those messages. If you're interested in those, we can get them to you if you want to listen to them again. But uh, today we're just looking at a small part of this, uh, these verses. It says the lion, the greyhound, talks about the he-goat. I want to talk a little bit about what is so comely, beautiful, what is so interesting about how... Uh, a goat will move. Now, something that I just, I, I try to be careful. I really do. I try to uh, make sure that what I'm bringing to you is as solid as possible and uh, something that you can not only stand on, but you can share with somebody else. And, and I know in my life, growing up in God, there were times where I, uh, I relayed things to people and I told them, hey, you know what I heard preached? And uh, they came back and said, you know what, let me, let me ask you a question about that. And I found out maybe what I was passing on was not really, uh, uh, well, I couldn't stand on it. I couldn't uh, give them. It wasn't as biblical as I was led to believe. And I always consider that, uh, that I'm preaching to you, but this is, this is something that I want you to be able to, to share with somebody else and, and be able to say, hey, this is, this is solid. You can put your, put your finger right on it and say, there it is, right in the Bible. Amen? So I started kind of 
bringing some thoughts that I had uh, for days about this message and this lesson, if you will, and, and the idea of a, of a he-goat, and, and started thinking about that, and, and right away, my mind, uh, because I have taught this in the past, and I started thinking about the, the mountain goat and the wild goat and the goat that is, uh, you know, uh, that, uh, and I, that is uh, known to be able to scale the rocky uh, hills and mountains, and, and I came over to the church and started uh, studying and praying, and I thought, wait a minute, it doesn't say a mountain goat. Don't tell them we're talking about a mountain goat. And uh, if it's not dealing with that, I thought, Lord, uh, okay, let me just start looking in the Bible uh, about goats and what the Bible says about them. And, and I looked, and, and uh, Proverbs, or Psalm 104 mentions uh, the goat, Psalm 104, verse 18, and uh, says the high hills are a refuge for the wild goats and the rocks for the conies. Now, we talked about the conies. Remember that? That was one of those little things that was exceeding wise that hid in the rocks. And uh, we're going to find out that the the wild goat is also uh, a very much uh, one that will be around the rocks. And, uh, and you go back as well to uh, 1 Samuel 24, and uh, David is fleeing from King Saul. 1 Samuel 24, verse uh, 2, Saul took 3,000 chosen men out of Israel and went to seek David and his men upon the rocks of the wild goats. So, biblically, we're not uh, stretching out anywhere unsafe to say that the goat was known to be a very uh, rugged animal that finds its, uh, at least the places that it travels, amongst the rocks and the hills and the mountains. So, but not much good in the Bible is said about goats. This is one of those, to me, very interesting ways that God uses something that generally is seen as a negative, but has something for us positive to learn from. Remember, I've told you a few times that there is a parable that Jesus told about an unjust steward. But there was an aspect, not that we ought to be unjust like that steward, but there was something positive to take out of this, uh, this man who was a crook. And the way he was dealing with things, the Lord used it for a positive um, uh, uh, lesson to take away some wisdom. And uh, so not much is uh, said good about goats. Uh, if anybody, the preacher ever said uh, to you, hey, you're just, uh, uh, you know, you're, you're, you remind me of, of a goat, that wouldn't be so good. Or somehow you are related uh, scripturally. You know, we think about God's children being like sheep. And the Bible talks about in Matthew 24, the sheep being separated from the goats. The idea is the sheep are uh, God's children that are easily led. And the uh, 
the lesson that I have always heard, that it's so hard to uh, lead a goat and that we have to have the nature of a sheep or a lamb that can follow the voice of the shepherd and that a goat can be very stubborn. Has anybody ever heard that before? It's probably one of the most common things that we've ever heard preached and recognized that, that, uh, that the Bible is very negative uh, about goats and the idea of being stubborn is uh, not, not a positive trait that you'll hear a lot of preachers saying, hey, let's be stubborn like goats. That's not what Jesus taught us in the Word of God. But one thing that, uh, that I think about often when I'm praying for, for you, praying for the church, realizing we all have strengths and weaknesses, amen? Realizing that every one of us is different in our battles and how we fight them and where we are in our walk with God. They're very different. That's why we keep telling you, don't be comparing yourself to, to other people in the church. You can't do that. You can't compare a hand to a foot and, and uh, somehow figure one is better than the other one. Each one of us has our own value in our own way. And... Um, Sometimes the, we, we fall into this worldly kind of attitude that, that we try to build ourselves up by looking at other people's weaknesses. But sometimes, uh, you know, their strengths also can make us feel inadequate and insecure. But, but we're all working out our own salvation. Amen? But what if I told you that maybe sometimes... What I see in people's lives that some of the things, the way that you maybe attack things or address things or deal with things in your life that you've always looked at as a negative, that maybe there's a positive spin on it. I don't think it would be crazy if I told you today that God takes good things out of bad situations. And sometimes out of the worst situations in your life, praise God, I've, I don't know how many times I've told people, you just get back to the altar and you surrender to God and, and let God help you get back up again. And God can turn some things around and use it for good. How many understand that sometimes things you've gone through, God can teach you and lead you and maybe help you lead other people. Maybe help you have compassion and mercy and temper you through some of the hard battles that you've fought. So God, God knows how to take good things out of the bad. Sometimes we can beat ourselves up and look at some things that we look at as negatives and not realize that maybe God can work in that and God can use that and God can turn it around to be a strength. Sometimes what I found out is things that maybe somebody's told you is your weakness. Somebody's told you is a fault in you. And somebody has made you feel, feel inferior about. Maybe God's just, just uh, got something good in that that you never realized before. And maybe, just maybe this, you know, the Bible doesn't have anything good to say about stubbornness. I mean, the Bible talks about stubbornness in one place. It talks about uh, rebellion being as a sin of witchcraft. I think Samuel said to the, to the people, and he said stubbornness is as idolatry and, and uh, iniquity, I believe it is. And, uh, he, stubbornness is uh, 
is that attitude of a goat, that attitude of not being able to be led and just wanting your own way. But what if you took stubbornness? Are you hearing me tonight? You took stubbornness, put it in the hands of God. Amen. Surrendered to God and said, God, you're going to have to lead me. I want to hear your voice, but stubbornness in God's hands becomes perseverance. That somebody who is stubborn all their life, now they are steadfast. Now it almost runs hand in hand with our message that we talked about those little things. We talked about that spider that was tenacious. It held on. Uh, maybe, maybe it's just another way of saying perseverance. To be able to say, you know what, I'm so stubborn, I'm not going to give up. I'm so stubborn, I'm not going to let down. No matter what happens, I'm going to keep going on. Because the idea of, of this goat is not so much a negative, but it is a positive in the book of Proverbs that though a goat may be stubborn and, and hard to lead, but, but you know what, a goat is going to be able to just keep on going no matter how hard the terrain is. That no matter how steep the hill is, no matter how rocky it may be, when other things look at it and say, no way, I can't make it, hey, that goat's going to be able to get over that hill. And with God, just like it is with the lion, we talked about that boldness. We're not strong in ourselves, but God is strong, and we can be strong in the Lord. So the same goes for this idea of perseverance, this idea of being able to, to make it through, no matter how rocky the terrain, with God being for me, we can make it all the way. But you can't just just have that, that attitude that says, I can't. I just can't. It's, just, it's impossible. And no, no. You keep your eyes on the Lord and say, you know what? If he leads me, he's going to give me the strength to get through it. If I keep my focus on him, there's nothing that I, I'm not going to be able to be talked out of it. You can't tell me it's not worth it. If you want to call that stubborn, so be it. But I'm going to keep on going in God. How many know that the enemy tries so hard to get you to quit, to get you to try to find an easier way, which is just a, a step off the path. Amen. The, the, the way is narrow and few there be that find it. Amen. Because God has got to get somebody that's stubborn enough. Can I say it that way and not have you judge me too harshly? Somebody that's going to persevere. Somebody that's rugged enough. Somebody that's saying, you know what? I've got my mind made up. I've got my eyes on Jesus. And I know, I'm convinced, I know he's going to help me make it through. Some of you are facing situations or have faced situations recently that have just been, there's just no way I, that, that if I could tell you in years gone by and say, you know what, uh, you know what God could help us get through? You know what God's going to give us the strength to get through? Say, oh, I don't know. You, you have a lot more confidence in me than I have in me. But with God, here you are today. With God, God's still leading you, and God's still blessing you, and God's still, still having you move on. You've been through some, some difficult situations, to say the least. But perseverance, to be able to endure the, 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 the rocky, steep hills, praise God. Hallelujah. We've been clear. We feel like it's so important. There's a lot of 
ministries that, that focus on faith. And faith is a good thing to get focused on. Because without faith, you can't please God. They just live by faith. We walk by faith and not by sight. But faith does not, no matter how you want to look at it, mean that it's going to be easy. Oh, you might see me smiling, but that doesn't mean it's easy. Just because I tell you I'm blessed doesn't mean I've had an easy day. Amen. Well, praise God. Just because I'm still shouting and lifting up my hands and singing the songs of Zion doesn't mean that we haven't had, hallelujah, weeping that endures for a night. And I think that needs to be clear to people. That faith is not some type of, uh, of way that we avoid difficulties, avoid situations. The Bible, we, we say it so often that, that it, it talks about that, that we are going to have tribulation and we are going to have trouble. And, and we see it in the examples of, of the apostles. Things didn't just always go easy for them. And I think it would be a, a lie. For any preacher to act like, hey, just living for God gets all the, the, the rocky hills out of your way. No, no, not, not so. You will see in the Word of God, not, men not just like Job, but men like David that we've already looked at that, that went through hard, hard trials and faith took him all the way. God's going to help you, amen? I'm going to tell you something. Just like, remember I said earlier about that, that, uh, that, Greyhound that's built for speed, praise God, that he goat, that mountain goat, if you will, is built for the rugged terrain. I know you might not like the sound of this, but this is what a child of God is made for. You weren't saved, praise God, uh, with something that just just breaks really quick. You're made to, to endure. Amen. This salvation, this Holy Ghost that God's filled you with, the blood that was shed for your sins, this doesn't just break down at the first sign of trouble. Amen. I know we, we feel so weak and inadequate, and, and in ourselves we are, but I'm telling you with God, we can make it. There's going to be trouble. There's going to be problems. The Bible talks, I don't think it's strange, concerning the fiery trials which are to try you. Does anybody know that's right? And how many of us still think it's strange? Why? What's going on? Why is this happening to me? I can't believe it. I can't. I don't know how I can make it. You're going to make it. Amen. You're going to be all right. You're, you, God's saved you and God's got his hand on your life and you're going to get through this. Amen. But listen, I, I want to make it very clear. This is where the, the idea of being like a goat breaks down. Because you've got to have that ruggedness. You've got to have that... That toughness, that endurance. Amen. You gotta have it up here where it counts. Amen. You gotta have it in your heart and in your, in your faith. Amen. But you've got to still have the heart of a, of a sheep that listens. I want to tell somebody here tonight that as difficult as it is for you, keep your ears open. Your spiritual ears. He that has an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the church. That while you're going through this difficult time in your life, and I'm going to tell you you're going to make it. I'm going to tell you that that, that goat is, is comely. It's beautiful and how it moves over that rough, rugged terrain. It's built to make it. Amen. But you've got to listen to the voice of God. The Bible talks about, about uh, 
God not given more than we can bear, but with that trial makes a way of escape. You've got to be paying attention to the Holy Ghost in this. Let God lead you. Sometimes, sometimes through the hard times, it's a transition. Sometimes it's a, it, it's, a, it's a difficulty that God's trying to take you to higher ground. God's going to teach you more. God's going to lead you on. Sometimes you get too comfortable in, in a certain time in your life. Amen. And comfort can be damaging because we like to camp out where it's comfortable. But God wants to move us on. You remember the Bible talks about, I believe it was Elijah, that, that uh, there was a famine in the land. And it was, it was bad. And famines in those days, you know, we, we haven't seen anything like it. Praise God. I know we ran out of toilet paper in the supermarkets a while back. But, but a famine where folks are starving to death, we haven't seen that yet. But the Bible says God was taken care of, of, of his child, Elijah. And Elijah would just uh, sit by the brook. And uh, he had water to drink, and he had uh, the ravens would bring meat to him, and he was eating and drinking. God had, was taking care of him. But then one day his brook dried up. That was God's, uh, God's direction to, to move on, and, and God had a mirror, something for him to be doing. When he moved from that spot, there was a widow woman and, that he ministered to and took care of him. And, and God just was, God was in it all. You can sit and cry and say, oh, woe is me. My brook dried up. But listen, you're going to be all right. But, but you've got to listen. Stop, stop whining about it for a while, all right? Stop, stop crying and singing the blues and just say, God, what, what do you have me to do? Is there, is there higher heights? Is there more for me that I, you know, if we can stay teachable. This whole life that you're living is, is about going. It's not about the comfort zone. It's not about sitting down in the most, but it's about living and doing and acting. That's the blessing. Amen. So we've got to persevere, recognizing that, number one, there's going to be trials. There's going to be problems, but we are built to make it through. Bible talks about the last days, terrible times that we read about in Matthew 24, but we've quoted it many times. I think we even turned to it here recently. They that endure to the end, that endurance. That perseverance. What's it say uh, about uh, being a good soldier? Endure, amen. Endure like a good soldier. There's some things that you're going to have to. You're going to have to endure. It's not always just easy. Don't think something wrong has happened, but just keep your ears open and say, God, I want you to guide me. I want you to lead me. I want you to give me the wisdom. I want you to teach me what I need to learn. Amen. That's the thing about living for God. There's, there's lessons to be learned. We've got we to gotta realize we haven't graduated yet. We're still in school. Praise God. Mark 4 is a parallel chapter to Matthew 13, the parables that we know. And uh, Mark 4, 16 said, and these are they, likewise, which are sown on stony ground. Now, I don't want to get mixed up. We're talking about the rocks and the, the mountainous uh, areas that are hard to get through. But this is talking about ground, the heart that is, is uh, stony. And it says that these, the seed, the, the word of God was preached to someone 
with uh, stony ground, it says they've heard, it's like someone who, when they have heard the word, immediately receive it with gladness and have no root in themselves and so endure but for a time. Afterward, when affliction or persecution ariseth, for the word's sake, immediately they are offended. The idea that time will bring battles, will bring afflictions. Amen? And what's, what's the plan? What's the will of God when we face afflictions? Endure it. Get through it. Don't quit. Don't give up. How? How am I going to get through it? How am I going to endure afflictions, tribulations, trials, troubles? I've got to have that word down deep in my heart. I've got to have an experience that is not shallow. Anybody can get excited about good things, praise God. But, but when you really get a, a walk with God, when you really have something, when you, when you love this truth, when you uh, have more than just a uh, kind of an infatuation, but you got something real. It's yours. You see it. You get it. It matters. God spoke to me. God dealt with me. Well, praise God. You get it down deep in you. It's going to be tried. It's going to be tested. There's going to be a time where, where you feel like things are turned upside down. But your walk with God is going to endure. You're, you're walking through uh, uh, that, that difficult time. But like that he goat, like that mountain goat, you're going to you're going to be able to 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 get through it because you've got something real. Before Peter and the others were filled with the Holy Ghost, they didn't know what to do. Everything was turned upside down. So they said, "We're just going to go back to what we we know. We're going to go back to what we were. We're going to go back to to the fishing boat." Amen. Thank God the Lord met them there and said, uh, I'm calling you to, to feed my sheep. Amen. Praise God. I, I, I sent out to some, uh, if I didn't get you, I'm sorry, but there's uh, an old, old little uh, documentary kind of video that I'd seen. And a lot of folks had said they had already seen it many times. And it's amazing to, uh, to really see some of the, the extreme ability of these goats to climb uh there's a there's a uh, short video of 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 goats little baby goats following their mothers up a dam that is a stone dam and and just almost really vertical in some areas but there's little outcroppings of stone and those those uh those goats will climb that impossible it seems and and you watch it, and your heart's just dropping, thinking this cute little thing is going to fall to its death. And, and, uh, and the, the question is, why? What in the world is in this goat's brain to make it not look at this sheer wall and say, nah. <laughs> I'm okay. Uh, I'm just walking around this thing somewhere. But the people that know this area say there's something in the the stone and and in that rock that that is it's a mineral that that they are craving and they're driven, amen, to climb this to get to that. And there needs to be 
something in a child of God that drives us. The Bible talks about deep calling under the deep. And one place it talks about the, uh, the, as, the, as the heart panteth after the water brook. That when you realize as a, as a child of God that this world has left me hungry, has left me empty, has left me thirsting for something. That nothing in this world can do to satisfy that longing in me. And you realize that God meets that need. God is that thing that we've been craving for. People that have been uh, alcoholics and, and, and addicted to drugs and, and, and many other just, uh, just behaviors and lifestyles that, that have ruined them and, and tore them up and left them broken. And they're looking for something and they find out Jesus satisfies. They find out that Jesus meets that need that, that is deep within me. That hunger and thirst is, is about the Lord. And, and it drives you and, and makes you say, you know what, it's not easy sometimes. And, and sometimes even maybe in church there's challenges and difficulties and things that, that, that if it wasn't for my need to be saved, I might give up. But I know. Remember? Bible says Jesus himself was there in the flesh. He was preaching and teaching. And, and after a while, they, the crowd didn't like how he came across. They didn't like what he had to say. And they started walking out the door. And Jesus, rather than say, hey, hey, wait, I'll, I'll preach on something better. What, uh, I'll preach on something that, that maybe you like. And I'll try to make it easier for you to, to swallow. He just uh, kept on preaching and ended up looking at his disciples and said, uh, are you going to go too? Not arrogant, not proud. Of course not. It's Jesus. But just say, are you going to hold on? Are you going to keep walking with me? Are you going to walk away? Is it, is it too hard for you to listen, to hear, to pay attention to what God is really trying to help you through? It's not always easy. Are you driven? And Peter answered wisely and said, where are we going to go? It may seem like a wall that is impossible, but you've got the words of eternal life. I need what you've got. Nothing else will satisfy. Nothing else will take the place of a walk with God and a dedication to God and, and hearing His voice. There is, a, there is something about the child of God that recognizes, though some say, oh, it's so hard to live for. What else is there? Amen. You, you're telling me that it's, it's so hard that uh, hell is an option for you? Oh, I, I could never live that way. I could never live without Jesus. I could never get up in the morning and think that I was separated from a God, a friend that sticks closer than a brother. When, when you're looking at all the difficulties, I'm, I, I'm driven to say, I, I need Him. Every hour I need Him. Amen. I need Him every day. Driven that something inside you says, I, I'm going to keep on going. And, and God, you're going to have to give me the grace to make it. Right. I, I, yeah, I can't look ahead too much because I, it, it brings a fear. And, and I say, I can't. But I'm just going to look at my next step and keep holding your hand. And I'm not going to give up. Because there's something inside of a child of God that's tasted and seen. Amen. You know that God's got what you need. 
You're gonna you you built listen to me, this salvation took people through tragedies and hardships that 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 are even beyond many things that we've ever faced in this day. This salvation took people to where they said, you know what, my life is not dear to me. I, I, the book of Hebrews, the 11th chapter, talks about people who would not accept deliverance because they knew they needed to follow Jesus all the way to the end. I know we could sit and talk about it and say, oh, I could, I, could, uh, I could, you know, lay my head on a chopping block or maybe somebody say, no, I don't, I, don't, I don't know if I could ever do something like that. Well, we can talk about it all day long, but you know what? We just live for him today and just trust him for tomorrow and realize that, God, you took them through whatever they had to go through. Lord, I trust you with my life. You can make it. Don't tell God, I can't go through this. You just keep your eyes on him and let him lead. Let him, God, keep your ears open and just uh, don't don't say, hey, God, I, I need it easier. I can't. No, it's not going to be easy all the time. But first Corinthians 15, just a little bit more here. First Corinthians 15. If you start back at verse 51, it starts talking about how we've got a promise of resurrection. We've got a promise that that uh, the sting of death has been taken away. Amen. And that we have a hope of heaven. We have a hope of a resurrection. The trumpet shall sound. The dead in Christ shall rise. Amen. And for sake of time, we're just going to drop down to the last verse here in chapter 15 of 1 Corinthians. Verse 58 says, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. God says, you can make it. Be unmovable. Be steadfast. The terrain is rough, but don't let the devil move you back. Keep moving forward. Amen. Keep holding on to the will and the plan of God. Three things I see in these few verses before we close. Number one is that when the Lord tells you to be unmovable, He says, therefore. All right? So number one, He's saying... Listen, your worst enemy has already been defeated. If you believe that Jesus beat death, you're going to make it through what you're going through. Did you hear that? You get that? Your worst enemy is defeated. Death is just going to be a doorway to eternal life with Jesus. Your worst enemy has been defeated. The enemy of, uh, of all mankind, Jesus, has beat that foe for you. If Knowing that, you can be steadfast. Knowing that death is defeated, any other devil, any other problem, any other trial, you've got this. With God, you've got this. Amen. Number two, realize. You know, he says, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain. Number two, let me tell you, you can keep on going. I'll tell you what makes people quit more than anything, feeling like what they're going through is pointless. But God says, you are accomplishing the will of God. You might not know directly what this is going to work out to do and how today fits into the bigger picture. But the Bible says it's working together for good. You're working 
and accomplishing God's plan. God's put you where you are right now for this time. You just keep your ears open and do the will of God and realize, God, you said I'm accomplishing something. I'm going to trust you. Knowing your labor's not in vain. What you do today matters to God. God's got you right where he wants you. Let him work in you. Amen. And number three. Number one, your worst enemy is already defeated, so you can be immovable. You can persevere. Number two, you are accomplishing God's plan. And number three, hallelujah, we've got a hope of heaven. We're working for heaven. Don't give up heaven. Don't don't sell out heaven. We're teaching Sunday mornings. We just started this last Sunday uh, a series about buy the truth and sell it not. Don't sell your soul. Don't give up heaven. It's going to be worth it all. Amen. The he-goat moves over rough terrain in an amazing way that's caught this wise man to say, hey, this is, this is something that's got my attention, something I need to tell you about, something that makes us stop and say, God, give me the ability to persevere through the rough terrain that I'm going through. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Sister Katie, can you come and play something for us, please? God knows what you're facing. God's so often he's brought us to difficult situations. Step by step. He's teaching you and he's leading you and he's he's given you lessons upon lessons of trusting him and how to rely on Him, how to get strength from Him. And if you're paying attention, learning as you go, your faith is strengthened. Your faith is growing. Through it all that you can say, God, I'm not sure why I've got to face this, but God, lead me. I'm listening. Teach me. But sometimes we've got to get, can I say it this way, a, a holy stubbornness that says, ah, devil, I'm not giving up. I, I, I was sitting in my office today thinking about preaching I've heard. I don't know how many years ago. Decades, really. Hearing about a man who they'd throw him out of the bar and he'd get up and go back in. They'd throw him out again and he'd get up and go back in. But how quick we are to give up on God. People in this world that get mistreated. But they, they have something burning inside of them that says, I'm going to keep going. I don't know how you've been treated. I know this world hasn't treated me very nicely. I'm guessing it's probably the same for you. Difficulties in your health, financial difficulties, family difficulties. Or maybe you say D, all of the above. But God's with you. God sees what you're facing. 
persevere, to hold on. Don't give up. Keep, keep listening. Keep paying attention. Keep letting God lead you. You're going to make it. God's got help for you. God's got strength for you. And then sometimes through the trials, the hard trials of your faith, God's working the greatest things out. Opening doors, bringing opportunities for you to grow, for you to move up a little higher. Oh, hallelujah. God help your people. Let's find a place to pray. Let's just take some time and talk to the Lord. Oh, I love you, Jesus. I love you, God. You can make it in Him. You just keep paying attention. You keep letting Him lead you. You're going to make it. God's got good things for you. Your labor is not in vain in the Lord. You endure. You endure to the end, child of God. God's leading you. Oh, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. And I will learn to walk in your ways. One step by step, you'll lead me. Oh, yes. I will follow you all of my days. God, you are my God. I will ever praise you. Oh, yes, Lord. God's going to help us. He's helped you this far. Look at how far you've made it. The road that brought you here, it's not been easy, but God's helped you every step of the way. God's going to keep helping you. Something beautiful about the way this goat just keeps moving over all the rough terrain. Built to endure. Built to persist. To persevere. every step of the way. God's got a plan to bring you through this better than ever. God's got a plan to help you grow and use you 
to be a blessing to others. Oh, I know that's your heart. That's your desire to be a blessing. God's going to do it. God's going to work. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God, you're so good. Let's all stand if we can. God, we love you. Thank you for your presence here tonight. Thank you for your help, for your truth. God, help us. Give us strength. Give us the strength we need. God, we can't do it without you. Lead us, God. Lead us on. Through these last days, God, give us heart, courage to continue on and never give up. Lord, we love you so much. Bless your people, Lord. Keep us safe as we travel. Keep us safe in these days of, Lord, of sickness and disease. God, just keep your hand upon your people, Lord. We love you. We praise you. We ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 God bless you.